Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us as we conclude the first week of the new year here on Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Michael McCurry, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are going to conclude a message that God laid on my heart for this week of broadcasting of Bible Tract Echoes. The title of the message that we've been sharing all this week, it's called, It Ain't About You and It Never Was. I, I realize that's not good English, but it is true. It ain't about you, and it never was. It ain't about me, and it never was. What I'd like to do is this. We're going to dive directly into this message. This is kind of the conclusion of the message. What often happens when I preach, or often at the churches I'm at, there'll be what's called an invitation at the end of the message. There'll be a time for people to maybe come forward to an altar, maybe reflect on what they've heard in their seats, to make a decision for God. And so this particular Wednesday evening at my home church, that the time that I preached this particular message that we're going to listen to in just a moment, I gave a short invitation at the conclusion. Many folks came forward. I believe some good decisions were made. But at the conclusion of the message, after the invitation, my father-in-law, my pastor came up and he added the icing to the cake, just a beautiful capstone, a thought that God laid on his heart while I was preaching. And so you're going to hear this. And as I conclude the message, you'll hear it roll into my father-in-law. And then I'll come back with just a few closing words today as we conclude the week. Thank you for listening in. I'm going to ask you to tune your heart tune your ears. We're concluding this message. We've talked about how hurt people hurt people. We've talked about how it's not about our hurt feelings. It's not, not about our desire for revenge. It's not about any of these things. It's all about him. And that is truly the capstone. So listen in to this message. Realize it ain't about you. You submit to God's power. It's obvious I realize but you can't live in God's economy richly without submitting to the master. There's a lot of poor Christians. I'm not talking money. I'm talking spiritually speaking because we don't submit to God's power. Joseph said, now it was not you, but God. So, in conclusion... We've established what it's not about. It's not about hurt feelings, hardships faced, hunger for fairness. We've established that if you understand what it's about, you submit to God's power, you can share grief, provide comfort, suffer with God's providence in mind, and you can see the greater plan, but how? That's the question. How? What we need to focus on Three short things, how we forgive. Remember Matthew 18, Peter asked Jesus how often he should forgive a brother who trespasses against him. And you know what we do? We start doing the math. 460, 461, 462. No, 70 times 7 doesn't mean you do the math. That means you just keep forgiving. Ephesians 4.32, and be ye kind. We like to quote that to our children, but we don't like to practice it ourselves too much, do we? And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as, even as, 
even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. What do we need to realize what it's about? We need to realize how we forgive is very important. How we forget. Do you forget like God? He promises to remember our sins no more. Hebrews 8.12 For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Philippians chapter 3.13 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Do you realize... There's a lot Paul could have been talking about right there. We look at Paul as this amazing apostle and absolutely he wrote a large portion of the New Testament, all that type of stuff. But when he says, forgetting those things which are behind, do you think he heard the screams of little Christian boys and girls whose parents he put to death? You think that ever bothered Paul? But he realized God had forgiven him. And he was forgiven much. Friend, if we realized what sinners we were, we'd be far more apt to forgive those who sin against us. How we forgive, how we forget, and how we face the future. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, preached this at a graduation back in June or thereabouts. For I know, God speaking, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. If God is looking at you with all of your warts, and worries and problems. And he's looking at you with thoughts of peace. Why are you looking at your wife with any other thoughts? Why are you looking at your husband? Or why are you looking at the person across the aisle? Why? Are... You want to talk about WWJD on a silly bracelet? Stop looking at your yoke fellow and look at the cross. Look at what he did for you. We'll end with this. You know the story, I won't go in depth. In 1956, five men went to the jungle in Ecuador and lost their lives. Speared to death by Aka Indians. And that by itself, the martyrs that they were, Nate Saint, Elliot, and all of them, those men, we could just chalk them up as heroes automatically. Maybe, you know, if the, if the can of Scripture wasn't closed, there might be a few more names like those young men in, in Hebrews chapter 11. But, but that wasn't the end of the story. Because less than three years later, Elizabeth Elliot went back to the same people that killed her husband and saw many saved. We could talk about the bravery. What I see is forgiveness. but you don't know what they did to me. Carry that and see how that tastes at the judgment seat when you try to tell that to God. As he says, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the holes in my hands and the hole in my side and the holes in my feet. It ain't about you. And it never was. You say this 
you said there would be some encouragement at some point, Brother Micah. Can I tell you the most encouraging and freeing thing you could ever do is to release the bitterness that you're holding against somebody. You want encouragement? There it is. But no, we walk around. Remember Pilgrim's Progress? How the pack just gets heavier and heavier and it's no fun, is it? I realize maybe we don't do an altar call every Wednesday evening, but I'll tell you what, we will tonight. Because if you're like me, I need to be down here every day and twice on Sunday. It ain't about you. And it never was. Joseph knew that. Do you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't believe there's much more that needs to be said after an illustration like Elizabeth Elliot. But I'd ask you, what is it you need to get past? It could be you're holding someone hostage that's even dead and gone and you won't forgive them. But maybe they're still alive and maybe you need to get something right. And maybe it's not just down here at an altar. Maybe it's on a phone with a family member. Maybe it's going to somebody. Friend, you'll never grow beyond that bitterness. And you know as well as I, bitterness really only hurts you. It, it just jumped out at me. Joseph said to his brothers, you know, be not grieved nor angry with yourselves. Again, God, God had a plan. God, he's trying to, they, they didn't get it. If you go over to chapter 50, dad dies, Micah, and they, they're right back where they were. Pre-adventure in verse 15, chapter 50, verse 15, pre-adventure Joseph will hate us and will certainly requite all, us all the evil which we did unto him. Listen to me, here's their problem. They may have seen the plan that Joseph pointed at God's plan, but they never, and here's our problem. We never see the God of the plan. It's not about the plan. It's the God of the plan who will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never let you down. It's not about the plan. It's about the God of the plan. Don't miss that, man. God gave that to me tonight. Michael, why you is so good. Oh, listen to me. We, and that, that, you can miss the plan, but don't miss the God of the plan. <laughs> Hello. These guys, they, they heard it, but they didn't get it. They didn't get it, and that's I, I see so many Christians. We don't, we don't get it, and we make it all about ourselves because we don't get it. Boy, don't miss Micah. What a message for the church tonight for me. I appreciate that. Boy, Lord, kicked me a little bit and reminded me of some things that I needed to take care of, and I did tonight. I love it. I love it when He speaks to me through the Word of God. Well, let's stand to be dismissed. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. My father-in-law, he's been preaching for 38 plus years. He's been the pastor, I should say, for 38 plus years. He was preaching well before then as well. What a wise man he is. Don't you agree? I'm very blessed. My wife, Rebecca, uh, she comes from good stock. I, am, I have a goodly heritage, both on my side and on hers. My children have good grandparents. I'm thankful for that. My father-in-law, he drew the net, didn't he? 
talking about how it's not just the plan that God has. It's about the God of the plan. And that's where the rubber meets the road. When we think it's about us, it's because we hold ourselves in too high esteem. It's because we're looking at ourselves instead of looking at God. Let me ask you, do we need to have a moment or two of invitation? Maybe as we conclude this broadcast today, maybe you need to take your eyes off of you and you need to put them squarely on the Savior. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Bible Tract Echoes. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for His glory. And we will plan on talking to you soon. Join us next week on the broadcast. Thanks for listening. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.